0: Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, I, I never try to um, belabor these little talks and stretch them unnecessarily. And so um, I'm saying that to say that the psalm we're about to address is 10 verses. The author is unknown, the occasion is unknown. It is really just a pure psalm of praise. Uh, filled with some reasons that we should worship Yahweh, but it's um, it's not very long. It's only ten verses, and uh, therefore this will not be a long reading and a long exposition. As I said, the author's unknown. Let's read now Psalm one eleven. Praise the Lord! I will extol the Lord with all of my heart in the council of the upright and in the assembly. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are His deeds, and His righteousness endures forever. He has caused His wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear Him. He remembers His covenant forever. He has shown His people the power of His works, giving them the lands of other nations. The works of His hands are faithful and just. All of His precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever, enacted in faithfulness and uprightness. He provided redemption for His people. He ordained His covenant forever. Holy and awesome is His name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow His precepts have good understanding. To Him belongs eternal praise. And so, uh, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. I am not capable of penning such lavish, uh, wonderful words about our Lord. And so, in that respect, I I really admire uh, the psalm and the psalmist. But um, my comments are going to be limited, I guess, is what I was trying to prepare you for. So, it opens with a call to praise. In English, it's praise the Lord. And in Hebrew, it's hallelujah. So it opens with a hallelujah. Uh, then the psalmist writes, I will extol the Lord with all of my heart in the council of the upright and in the assembly. So we, um, uh, we gather in assemblies of God all over the world. There is a denomination, a Christian denomination known as the assembly of God. But the psalmist pledges when he gathers with other believers to extol the Lord mightily in the presence of other believers. He then calls our attention on the Lord's to the Lord's works, verse 2. Great are the works of the Lord; they are pondered by all who delight in them. And friends, you can honestly perceive the reality of the living God just by virtue of studying the created order. And so the works of the Lord in nature do declare the glory of God. The heavens declare the glory of God, So do uh, many aspects of his wonderful creation. Next, his glorious majesty is in view. Verse 3 Glorious and majestic are his deeds, and his righteousness endures forever. And of course, his righteousness does endure forever because there's no darkness or shadow of turning in him. The virtues of the Lord are extolled um, in verse 4, 5, and 6. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works, giving them the lands of other nations. Now, I think that verse 6, he's shown his people the power of his works, giving them the lands of other nations, is a reference specifically to Israel. So the Lord um, remembers his covenant with Israel in context. He's given Israel Israel the lands of other nations. The promised land, of course, was occupied by others prior to their acquisition, shall we say, or conquest of the Holy Land. The Lord's um, precepts are established firmly. Verse 7, the works of his hands are faithful and just. All of his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever, enacted in faithfulness and uprightness. And of course, we can say amen to that. The Word of God is established precept upon precept, line upon line. It's all trustworthy, and it is all established, not only for here and now, but forever and ever. The Lord is um, the Redeemer of His people in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. Verse 9, He provided redemption for His people. He ordained His covenant forever. Holy and awesome is His name. So a mighty tribute to the Lord. And then it closes with a statement that I want to unpack a little bit before we close. Verse 10 The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. And so the phrase, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Friends, that is repeated several places in the Bible. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now there's a common misconception among some modern Christians that the New Testament does not point to the fear of the Lord. Well, it is is—it's just not true because Jesus himself talks about the Lord and said he is the one who should we should fear because he has the power to throw us into hell. And so Jesus is actually implying much more than that. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom because Unless we really begin to recognize the Lord as who He is, He is altogether other and different from us and our humanity. If we don't come to that place in terms of uh, recognizing He's different and some fear accompanying with that and associated with that, then we'll never enter into the wisdom of how to operate in conjunction with the Lord. In other words, the New Testament does emphasize that He's our Father, he's our bridegroom, he's our friend, he's all of that. But he is also Almighty God. And so the fear of the Lord, that being the beginning of wisdom, it reminds us constantly that he's God and we're not. And so those who seek wisdom, those who seek a relationship with this God of the Bible, need to recognize that we can never lose sight of the fact that he's the Lord and we're not. He's the God who created everything He's the God who has the power of heaven and hell to admit us to one or the other. And he and he alone makes those decisions because he's God. Therefore, he's worthy of our fear and our reverence. Lord, we do reverence you now. I thank you for the psalmist who has encouraged us to praise you with his hallelujah, opening this this psalm. We thank you for your majestic works. Lord, we do ponder on your created order. It is awesome and difficult to uh, process the the minute aspects of the created order and the macro aspects, Lord, from the the tiny atomic particles to the galaxies beyond galaxies to the universe as a whole. Lord, these are all your works. You delighted in them when you created them. They're glorious and majestic. We recognize them, Lord. And we recognize you in your creator role, and we recognize you and your righteousness. Lord, may we never lose sight of who you are. We're learning more about you as we live day by day, and that'll continue forever. Lord, you are indeed holy and awesome. We honor you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. And always...